evening, everyone. Good evening. Once again, we're honored and blessed to have the opportunity to come together as one body, in one mind, in one soul. When you think of the people that you are friends with and remembers with, just take a moment to think how many of our friends and neighbors and relatives are going through something. They're going through something and they feel helpless. Helpless. Why would a person feel helpless today? We made it through many situations and we've come this far but we still feel helpless when the new things come our way. We don't know what to do. All right? Um, let us take a moment to ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to just touch our spirit. Touch our spirit, Lord. We're asking you, Father God, to come in our midst. As we thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory because you have given us this day, a day that belongs to you, not for our own. We are undeserving, but because of your mercy. Lord, we ask you to just open up our mind's eyes Bring us to a place, Lord, where you have brought us from so we can understand what you want from us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Are you guys hearing me? you got to speak into it. Say that again? you got to either speak into it or use the other mic because you're speaking over it. Okay. You can hear it. Which one's that? Yeah. So today, I want to talk about the faithful and the faithless. Hmm. Are you faithful or are you faithless? What is faith? Because those two words came from faith. Faithless, faithful. For Christian people, faith means being sure of something that you're hoping for, that you can't even see. You don't know if it's real, but you're hoping and you're being faithful. A lot of times we talk about faith is the substance of things hoped for, not seen. Do you really understand what that means? This world was created out of nothing. In the book of Genesis, it talked about in the beginning. What was in the beginning? It wasn't you, it wasn't me, it wasn't the dog, and it wasn't the trees. It was void. It was formless, it was void. It was dark. It was just dark. So why am I telling you this when you already know it? 
Because I want to bring you back to a place where God was before you are on this earth. See, God was sitting there. This is my kind of uh, idea when I'm reading the scriptures. I kind of see God, you know, big daddy, you know, king of kings, lord of lords, sitting there said, hmm, I have all this to myself. But wow, it has, it has nothing to it. It's formless. It's dark. What can I do? And through faith, today you and I are here because it was created, as they said here, faith is being sure of things we hope for and knowing the things that we cannot see will take place. It takes a really strong Christian person or a strong believer in Jesus Christ to really understand and believe Think about Sarah, old age, her, Abraham. We call people that don't have children, you know, many names, but think about it. Sometimes it's God's way. Delay for a delivery. He delayed Sarah's womb for a delivery, but the faithless in Sarah causes Abraham to lose his faithfulness and succumb to a faithless lifestyle. For a while, that's what was happening right there in that very home. I'm glad I wasn't any one of the pets in that home because you can imagine the war going on in there because of faithful and faithless. All right. It is by faith that we stand that the whole world was made it is with faith. And it is with faith that Abel, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And you all know the story. When you're faithful to the Lord, when you put him first, you're going to get opposition. Things are going to come your way that you don't expect. But you must stand in faith. Never lose faith. Because the minute you lose faith, you have lost the battle. And the battle is not yours. You're just a vessel. Now, I was thinking about a few things. So I went, you know, to my Bible as I'm doing this. And it says here in Hebrews 11, verse 4 to 40, but I won't go that far. It says, by faith... Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a testimony that he was righteous. God testifies about his gift, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. Again, another verse came to mind, Romans 4.12, and the father of circumcision to those who do not only are the circumcision Decision, but who's also follow in the step of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. See, when you started to examine the scriptures on some of these things that we, we say it all the time, oh, I have faith. I have faith. But is your faith moving mountain? Is your faith moving mountain? 
right here in this very church, I'm reminded as I was talking with one of my sister yesterday, she was sharing with me a family situation with illness, um, and I reminded her. I said, don't give up hope, because I look in the same church that you and I have been worshiping, and I have seen the mighty hand of God through the faith of the people. The strong, praying, dedicated prayer warriors. And I reminded her, the enemy likes to blind your eyes and he will rob you of your faith and you'll become faithless. But you must remember, it is through faith that Esther Remember that young lady who had to get all dolled up and esterize herself to meet the king to save her people? You know what it was like in those days to go and present yourself unannounced or just to be associated with those power heads? If you make one mistake, you're in trouble. But through faith in God, our true God, Esther knew he would brought her through. He, when he asked, when she asked for fasting, she needed more faithfulness. So just take a minute and just reminisce on some of the wonderful things that God has done for you through your faithfulness. Think about it. You know, my mom said to me the other day, Somebody said to her, why did you come to America? And she said, because my daughter filed for me. And the next question they said to her, considering you know, the life that some of you guys live in the island, what do you think your life would have been like? And she said, I don't know. Looking at the circumstances around, there are times when I didn't even think we would make it. We're from the city. Nothing is given to you for free, but much is expected. So we got into talking, and so I said, as immigrants, it was our faith that when we go for that visa, that, that interview, that we were going to make it to the Big Apple. Because of course, it's New York. I never consider Florida um, America anyway. <laughs> Anywhere there's no snow, I didn't think it was America. <laughs> but anyway, so we have at some point in our life had faith. Stronger, bigger than a mustard seed. We did. And it, for most of us, it is that faith that says, wow, look where I come from. How many hours to the Philippines? 27. Okay, 24 hours straight. That is faith for you to be up there in the iron bird all this time. Because <laughs> I, I certainly, you know, whenever I go in there, I just try to sleep. I don't want to see you to take off. I just, I, I don't want to deal with it. My faith gets a little faithless there, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but in Galatians 7, it says, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. So 
I noticed when I was reading um, these scriptures, I noticed it all keep going back to Abraham. That's the foundation of faith. That's what I'm getting. He is one of the foundation of faith. Um, the way that they, you know, regardless of the mess they made before, he was faithful. If you notice, it's always, you know, somebody else doing the trouble around there, right? So through faith, Abraham was, you know, he finally got his son in a very old age when for most people it's impossible for someone that age, especially the woman, to, you know, have a child. But faith works wonders. It was by faith that Noah heard God's warning about things he could not see. Again, what is faith? Faith is having such courage, such belief, such strength in the things you cannot see. He obeyed God. Noah obeyed God and built a very large boat to save his family. Can you imagine? He is faithful and the laughing stock of the faithless. Have you found yourself being the laughing stock of the faithless while you're being faithful? That's what happened a lot of times to our children that are in school, that are believers and are trained in a proper way, as we call it as Christian people, following the principles of God and what it stands for of being obedient. When we have children and we send them to school, they become the laughing stock of the faithless. Why? Because they're being faithful. It was by faith, again, that Abraham obeyed God, God's call to another place God promised to give him. He left his own country not knowing where he was from. You see, you can only hear the voice of the Lord when you have faith. You can only follow the direction of the Lord when you have faith. Without faith, we're nothing. Absolutely nothing. We become like the chaff that the wind drives it. To and fro, trying to find ourselves. When we have faith, there is a foundation that our life is built upon. That we finally said, yes, because it was faith that you and I were created. It was faith that God said, I will let there be light and there was light. It is faith. So in our DNA, we were given a great measure of faith because we are our father's children. But as we get caught up in the world, as you can see, um, even with Moses, he had faith, a man of faith, and he's leading these sheep. One minute they're faithful, the next minute they're faithless. Has, has that ever happened to you where you doubt because of a circumstance? When you doubt, you're faithless. When you doubt because you cannot see. I talk to many people at different times in my life and I recognize that some people will say, when I hit the lotto, I'm going to buy a big, nice house. <laughs> they got dreams, they got goals, and they make that you know it. And then you have those that will not even have a dream. 
to even say when I do. You see, faith is waking up to the reality that things can happen even when you cannot see it. And why? Because as you meditate on God's word, and you don't really get faith. Because there is a river that flows called the faith river. If you're not studying God's word, if you're not meditating on God's word, if you're not talking about him every day, you're not watering your faith. You see, it's one thing to be healed and your faith brought you there. And then, as soon as you get healed, you start doubting and start talking about how you did all these holistic um, treatment, or you start talking about how many bush you drink and the sour stop leaf and everything. Believe me, faith works through all of us in different ways. And we should never, ever take back the blessing that God has given us while we are, were in the faithful land. Don't ever. Don't ever feel like you accomplished anything on your own accord. No, you're not that powerful right now. Because without his spirit in us, no way, Jose. Without his spirit, the spirit of the Holy One, the spirit of the blood of Jesus, without that spirit in us, we cannot move the mountain. It is not you that get up out of bed each morning. It is the gift of life from the Holy One. He said, today I give you life. And he doesn't give you life so that you can get dressed up, dolled up, and go about your merry way. He wants his praise. You know, in the island, and maybe in, in, in everybody's life, when somebody do something for you and then they talk about it later, you get offended. Does that ever happen to you? Somebody maybe when you were down, they buy you food and do all of this and then out of the blue, somebody come back and tell you that you know Rose said that when you were getting out food, she was giving you food, you get offended. Because you don't like the people to talk about the goodness that they have done for you. What do you think we do these days? We talk about Jesus Christ. For the goodness that he has done. So consider it joy when somebody talk about the goodness they have done for you through Christ who strengthens them. You see, Christ is the most talked about God. They talk about him more than they talk about Solomon. You realize that? They never describe Jesus Christ as this nice buff guy that, you know, walked with his hair down in a ponytail and tattoos and, and lots of women. They never talk about him like that. They never describe Jesus with no special physique. He was never that GQ guy. He was the guy who was down in the gutter, healing the sick, raising the dead. That's what Jesus was about. Now, Solomon, he was about the beauty. The woman fall on their feet for him. But he was not talked about as much as Jesus Christ has talked about. He has not done the things that Jesus Christ has done for us to save us. We need to stay in faith. We need to water our inner man. 
We need to have conversation with people that lift us up each day. Because when we get caught up in life's drama, you start to put doubt in your system. Because that's what happens in the world. It says that you can be in the world but not of the world. We have to guard our hearts. Faith is what's needed for us to enter into the kingdom. Faith is what's needed to build the temple. You know, there was this guy who wanted to build a house. And he got, he got it in his spirit. His father told him, build a house. He didn't want to build a house. He heard his father tell him to build a house. But he find ways. When you are told to do something, and there was another guy in the scripture, I can't quite remember the whole story, but there was this guy that was told to build a temple, and he seemed to think that he can do it when he wants to. Now, water in your faith is now. There is no tomorrow, no delay. You get the instruction, water your faith. Become faithful people. When you are faithful people, I have seen, and again, I talk about this a lot, I've seen Sister Susan, I've seen her husband's faith, I've seen her faith, I've seen their days. I remember one day I saw like he was getting faithless and I saw the faithful rush up to him and they prayed with him. The example of faithful servant in this church is so evident. The miracle, I see with pastor, we lay hands on him, and let me tell you, the faithfulness go out, and we pray, and I've seen the restoration of health. That's how faith works, the impossible. And I'm not going to say that the naysayers, even at times, I become faithless, because sometimes the circumstances dictate to you, but that's what the enemy wants to happen. The enemy wants to cripple our mind that God is not able to restore. He wants us to believe that when Jesus raised Lazarus, that was the end of it. It's not. He is still in the business of restoration. He's still in the business of healing. And it is through these circumstances that I have seen, these miracles that I have seen, that keeps me coming back for more. You know, all great people of faith die, but we're talking about them today. Yeah, I personally make it a habit when I am in the presence of the Lord and when I am in my moment with him to give him his praise. I don't introduce, I don't welcome, I don't invite the other guy into my moment with God. Sometimes people say, you act like he doesn't exist. Yes, but I don't need to edify him. This is not a pulpit up here to edify the enemy of God. He's gotten enough praise already. Every time something happens to Christian people, they become faithless, and who do they give the praise? They don't remember. They don't even stop to think that when God is promoting you, you've got to go through a storm. But you've got to remain in faith, being faithful. A lot of times I see, you know, strong believers, 
Satan with the enemy. Now, the enemy has no hold on us when we are faithful and obedient. He has no hold. Here's what happened. Just like everything, he has to go through the Father. And when he asks, because he tested God, he said, you know what? Give me that one. Give me Joe. Give me this. He even went on the mountain and tell Jesus, turn the stone into bread. You remember that? He's busy, but we're not going to edify him. We saw his handiwork. So while we remain faithful, remember that we are going to be tested. But when tested, do not say that you're tested by, no, I am being promoted by my God. There is, the, listen, I watch this. You ever notice when you build in a house? Did you have a foundation? The psalm says a clear foundation. Do you notice when you're building a house, you've got to have the engineering stuff and all the infrastructure got to be in place and the plumbing and the this and the that? You need foundation. What is our foundation today? Our foundation is built upon the blood of Jesus because of God. He said, let there be light. Nobody else did. People would like to claim and argue that this, that, no, no. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And he said, and from there, that goes down into us because we're created in our Father's image. In our Father's DNA is where we stand. So at no time should we give our promotion after a storm, because it's why we are going through the storm. We blame somebody. It's not a time to blame. Brothers and sisters, it's not a time to blame. When you're going through a storm is when you dance. When you're going through the storm is when you sing. When you're going through the storm is when you call your friends and you cook up food and you start to have a party in the Lord. Why? You're being promoted. You're being promoted. Before a doctor gets the opportunity to practice in a hospital, he has to go through many, many things. Same thing with the lawyer, with the court. No matter what. Even a plumber. You know how many times he mess up on the plumbing work before he become perfect? Yeah. So when going through things, always remember, who is rowing your boat. It is the love of God and your faith in him will keep you ashore. Will keep you ashore. Moses, not a guy that, you know, sometimes I see that some of us have a Moses DNA. You try so hard with this one, that one, the children. You know, you try. And the minute you turn your back, they do something else. You ever notice that? Yeah. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of the king of Egypt's daughter. He chose to suffer with God's people instead of enjoying sin for a short time. 
He thought it was better to suffer for Christ than to have all the treasures of Egypt because he was looking for God's reward. How many of us are looking for God's reward today? Think about it. He had it all. There was daughter, Egypt. You ever see an Egyptian? Oh, they look nice. Look for jewelry. They look pretty. And, and they move like a lizard or something. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I remember I used to go down to Hollywood in my not-so-godly days. <laughs> and, you know, Hollywood is the place when you want to just see the nightlife in Broward County. Las Olas wasn't good yet. And there was this Greek restaurant. I love the salad because I'm a New Yorker. I love salads. You make a good salad, you call my middle name and last name with it. So I went down, we're eating, and the next thing I know, I see some woman come out looking like something out of what I imagine Egypt to be. You know, in New York, I don't see this. So for me, that was like, wow. And I saw, but there was something else that I noticed. At the time, I was with a male figure, and I noticed the loss in the eyes. So I said to myself, oh, this is how Egypt works. Yeah, this is how Egypt works. It lures you in, and then you serve somebody else. So for, for Moses to give up all that, because at that time, you can just imagine how everybody looked at him. And when he walked down the street, oh my God, he is so fine looking. Can you imagine because of being Pharaoh's daughter, son? So you imagine he gave up all that to have a life, a life with Christ. It was by faith that Moses left Egypt and was not afraid of the king's anger. Moses continued strong as if he could see the God that no one can see. You know, simple as we read these things, different times in our life, different revelation comes up. And this is where, as believers, and if you're out there, social media world, I know a lot of us use it as a tool, but we must go back in time. You ever hear some old time song? Back in time, back in time. Yeah, you go back in time and you look at somebody like Moses that had it all, and he gave it up for one man, just to be obedient, to follow Christ. It was, for, it was by faith that Moses prepared the Passover and spread the blood on the door so that one who brings death would not kill the firstborn son of Israel. You see, again, it is faith. Faith do some powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. It was by faith that they crossed the Red Sea. Red Sea. Big Sea. You ever look at you know, we were lately down in um, Pompano Beach. I'd go past fair would take me as <laughs> I'm not crossing that sea. But it was by faith that the faithful was able to walk through and it's parted. 
It was by faith that the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around it seven days. You see, it's a pattern. It's a lifestyle. Faith is not a watered-down, diluted thing. It has to be constant. Constant. How do we keep it constant? We keep it constant by using the Word of God, reading, studying, keeping in union with other believers who are like-minded, who believe in the same thing you believe in. Because the minute you go outside of that umbrella, you're going to get wet and you're going to be faithless. Because the world is filled with people who always want to make this whole thing about what their belief is as far as, okay, scientific, okay, Scientology. And again, it's also because we as believers, if we're truly believing in the word of God, we shouldn't worry about the, the, the name on the, the church door. One thing should matter and is that we are serving the true God. We worship the true God, no one else. You can call it all you want. Rahab, it was faith, by faith, that Rahab the prostitute becomes welcomed the spies and was not killed. You know what that is in those days? You try to, you're a prostitute to begin with, so you're like nothing. So for them to kill you wouldn't be like any loss to the community. So when she decided to welcome and hide these people, gotta be faith. Got to be faith. So in everything that we do, faith is the substance of things all for, and it is our foundation. It was built that way. There was no trees, no animals. It was faith. Now, heavenly place Jerusalem is where spiritual people, they you know, like to say that we live there. Uh, more spiritual people live in Jerusalem. That's the heavenly place. Now, all the people that are known for their faith, but none of them receive what God has promised. God planned to give us something better so that they will be made perfect, but only together with us. So what I'm asking us today, um, I could go into more and more and more, um, but the world is not good enough for us. But we do not need to rest our, you know, our plans and our goals on the world because it's not helping us. We just need to have faith in God that whatever it is, his will for our life, and believe me, he has some big plans for us. This church, there are times when the average eyes don't see what many of us see through our faithful eyes. We see lots of people worshiping, coming to know Christ right here. Sometimes you may look, and with your natural eyes, because you are part of the world, you won't see more than three or four rows fall. And then for those of us who are faithful, because we pray and we, we're on the same page all the time, on the same accord, we see that souls are being saved when they walk through that door. Burdens are lighter when they walk through that door. The sick gets healed when they walk through that door. Sister Sophie, I listen a lot um, to the messages on her 
testimony of um, things that happen in life and so forth and so on. Do you think some of the things that, because I laugh, yes, we all laugh sometimes when we're sitting down there and she give a little synopsis of her life and you know, and we laugh, but no, it happened. It happened. That's a woman of God right there. She's telling you this testimony. This was my life. This happened. This was who I was. But this is what God has done for me. Why? Because she, if you remember very well, Sister Sophie was not one to talk plenty. But you see what the Holy Spirit is doing? She has become so faithful to God that he is using her like you wouldn't believe it. When I listen and I hear things, I'm like a leaf in a bucket of water. That's how I am when I'm in church. But when I leave, everything that's called, you know, the leaf that's on the top of the water, it slowly sinks to the bottom within the week after the service, each day. And then I start to hear, and I start to hear the message all over again, all over again. That's how I process things. Even when I've been comical or funny, believe me, it goes into my memory bank, and then it just pushes out during the course of the week. I try to surround myself with a one or two verses that even while driving, I'm a very calm driver. Because I don't expect anyone to live to my expectation, and it means the drivers. You don't rattle me enough when I'm driving. Yeah? Clap or tell you. I'm like, oh, God bless me. Yeah? And while I'm in that mode, I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm meditating. I'm asking God to give me more faith. I'm asking Him to let me be very faithful. Let me have the backbone to shun some of the things that come to rob me of my faith. Because you cannot fight this war on your own. It's a war of principalities. Our faith is being challenged. And we must, at all times, water it. The Bible study, for those of us who may miss the Bible study, um, you know, it, it is a watering um source. It is a watering source. It helps people who are busy during the week who cannot get enough time to meditate on the Word of God, to really understand it, to dissect it, to get another, you know, brother or sister, you know, to talk with them about it and, 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 and enhance the knowledge of what they think they're grasping and confirm it with them through scriptures. It helps. When we call for prayer, like every first Friday, we have prayer here. Sometimes some of us make it, sometimes we don't. But I strongly suggest that Sunday service is usually an appetizer for the week. Because if pastor was to stay up here and really teach us according to how we should, we, 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 we should be taught, we wouldn't go home for dinner. Because there is so much. So take Sunday. And I, you know, it came in my spirit that we need to start using pen and paper again. The phone is distracting in church, so you may try to take notes as pastor is teaching. And 
a text comes in, an email comes, it throws you off. I don't know about you, but it happened with me. So good old-fashioned Bible, good old-fashioned paper and pen. Take notes and use it during the week to water your faith. If you can't make it to Saturday morning Bible study or Sunday afternoon Bible study, take notes. Meditate on God's word. Build your faith as Esther did. There's a lot of women in this church. We need a lot of Esthers. Bold in the face of adversity. We talk about going out and meeting more people, and we did. But again, we get shaky and we get faithless. We gotta pick that up again and go back out there and say, you know what, today is the day I am gonna talk the gospel to somebody. Is there somebody you wanna hear the gospel? Yeah, sometimes I get kind of crazy like that in the parking lot. I wanna scream just to get some attention so I can tell you the gospel. Because when I was growing up as a child, they used a horn. And they would go around the neighborhood like John the Baptist. I don't know, anybody had a John the Baptist in their neighborhood growing up? You were gonna hear the word of God no matter where you are because you couldn't close them windows. Because he had that horn and he was going to preach it. And he go down the street, round the corner, every Sunday morning, religiously. Here's John the Baptist coming. You're gonna hear the word of God. So that's what we have to get into the mindset to have strong faith. We're humans, so we're gonna be shaky at times, but be more faithful than faithless. When you get shaky, think about something that he's done for you. Being on that cross. Being on that cross. Died for my sin, your sin, your generation to come, so that we might have life and have it abundantly. Well, there is a lot to say, but there is one thing that I would like to leave with, and it is. Titus 1, verse 6. Namely, if a man is above reproach, the husband of one wife having children who believe, not accused of dissipation or rebellion. Let us not be above reproach. Let us be ready to be disciplined, to be coaxed, to be, you know, guided by our brothers and sisters in the church to help us build better faith. We need that. Brothers and sisters, I trust that you will be more faithful to the Bible study because it is a watering plant. Um, Saturday morning, 8 to 10. Sunday, what is it, 1 to 3. And first Friday, 7 p.m. here. Come on out, let us water our fate so we can be the Esther, the Moses, the Abraham. Let us remember who is God and what he has done for us and what he will do through faith. Thank you, Lord. Father, this heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to be your faithful servant. 
Father, we put ourselves and our lives and our family and friends in your hand. Lord, encourage them, Lord, to be faithful, to trust you. Trust you and obey you, Lord. For those that are sick, Lord, increase their strength, increase their faith. For those that needed financial help, Lord, open the doors, Lord, through their faith. You said that we're given much according to our faith. Lord, give us big faith. Give us faith so big, Lord, that even though it's as small as a mustard seed, your work will be so big that wonders, people will just wonder. They will say, ha, God has done it again. Father, we thank you and we ask, Lord, for your blessing upon this church, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you will continue to send the hungry, send the lost, so that, Lord, because of your faith and our faith together, that we will bring more people to your kingdom. Father God, we ask you for your continuous blessing and your covering over our pastor, Lyle. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in his life, Lord. We have seen your faithfulness. Father, we thank each and every one who is part of your branch and those who are not. We thank you, Lord, for them because when one is lost, it gives the 99 work to do to find the lost. Help us, Lord, to increase our faith. Bless us, Lord, as we give you honor and praise, and we thank you, Lord, and ask for traveling mercies as we go on home. In Jesus' name, amen.